Hiya and welcome to Buddies and the Body. I'm Harriet. And I'm Charlotte. And this is our podcast discussing everything about the female form, from the body to the mind. We delve into all things bodily in art and media. So Charlotte and I met at SOAS during our MA degree a while back now. We basically hilariously met at a intro, I think it was an introduction to the library seminar. Mm, yeah. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious and was cracking jokes to a girl next to me who did not find me funny at all. And to this day, Charlotte is one of the only people that finds me funny. And, uh, and Charlotte <laughs> was laughing along with what I was saying. Then all through the seminar, my stomach started grumbling horrendously loudly for everyone to hear. And it was so embarrassing. And I was like shrinking ever more into my chair as my stomach grumbled because I was hungry and I'd forgotten to eat breakfast. And that is how we kind of met and started talking and had a laugh about everything that happened. I think we actually didn't speak. No. Laughing together about something. We didn't actually speak until a, a seminar a day later where we were introduced by a friend properly and then yeah. ended up spending a long night in the pub. Yeah, I remember really wanting to talk to you, but I was a very shy person when I started at SOAS. And yeah, it was really weird because it was such a big seminar and the fact that we were both studying arts history and we happened to meet in that moment or like we happened to be sitting next to each other. But we never did any classes together. So it was kind of no, interesting really that we became we never friends. Did yeah. Actually, we didn't, did we? We didn't do one module. No. We did complete I, classes. Yeah. I studied history of art and archaeology of East Asia. So, yeah, yeah we were quite I just different. the standard history of art and archaeology. So I had a different selection of modules. Oh, no, I did all of the... Yeah. Um, Chinese art and Japanese art courses I was very like specific and narrow I feel like that was you being very smart making that decision I was very broad and I did really broad subjects and in a way I didn't really hone down on a specialism instead I just broadened everything out more so instead of having a really strong knowledge of one thing I just had like a thin veneer of knowledge whereas Mm -hmm. uh, Charlotte has very specific really good classical and Chinese mm. knowledge going on. Charlotte, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and your background? So my background is in history of art. I studied Western art history, which was a very broad course, which gave me a good grounding, I would say, in art from classical Greece all the way to contemporary day. And that really helped to shape my interests and my knowledge. So I would say I have a great passion for mid to late 19th century art, particularly French art. I'm a big cliche in the fact that I I have a soft spot for Van Gogh and I love the Impressionists. But I'm also fascinated by the exchange of cultural imagery and techniques between the East and the West. So I'm really interested in woodblock prints from the Edo period in Japan 
and how this has influenced French art in the in the 1800s. So that prompted me to study at SOAS and specialise in Japanese art and also Chinese art, but specifically colonial attitudes towards the East. And I've always had a real love affair with this subject. And I would say even now, a lot of what I do, I bear these things in mind. So I have my own podcast called The Museum of Femininity. And I really love this medium and how free it is and conversational. And I think it's a great way of staying connected with your subject interest. In my career, I'm developing a career in the museum industry and I've worked in visitor services, events, education, and I also volunteer as a curator at a local museum. So I'm very interested in the ethics of display, uh, museum engagement, the importance of objects and telling stories. And that's my thing and that's what I'm into. But also I love talking about art and what better way of doing that than with a friend because art isn't some stuffy, boring thing. It's it's something that is a part of life and you can learn so much about people, like real people from looking at art. So I'm interested in that interpretation, especially in regards to the way women are portrayed. Definitely. I think if anyone hasn't already, you should definitely check out Charlotte's podcast, Museum of Femininity. It's really good, super informative and a really good listen. My BA degree was very broad and mainly Western focused. I went to Goldsmiths. The only difference is is that I did an art history degree that was very philosophy based. So we looked a lot at Freud and feminist art in relation to theory and a lot of applying theory to art. So it was a lot more conceptual and it was contemporary art based. And then at SOAS, I again did a very broad MA, just uh, history of art and archeology. span And I specifically looked at gender movement of women. So I looked at women's movement in terms of space. So looking at architecture, how they move in buildings, how they move in cities, and also how they move in film and visual media as well. I focused a lot on the body. I also did lots of studies about portrayals of damage of bodies in landscape and how landscapes articulate bodily scarring and looking at war photography and things like that. So I'm very body focused. I have been. Uh, for most of my art history studies. I was raised in a very feminist background. My mum is a, is a very strong feminist. And everything I look at, I look at from how women are inhabiting the space, how the space affects their movement, how the space affects their ability to thrive and live. So that's really where I come from. I am a contemporary art lover. My classical art knowledge is actually very basic. And I really love contemporary. So I learned so much of Charlotte because she really teaches me about a lot of stuff that I maybe missed in my BA degree. I'm a massive Robert Rauschenberg fan. It is a widely known fact that I cried at the Peggy Guggenheim Museum in Venice when I saw an exhibition of his. And I also cried again at the Tate Modern when I saw another exhibition of his. So I'm a massive fan. I absolutely love his work. He really speaks to me. I love that period as well. I love mainly sculpture and ready-made art I really enjoy and I enjoy conceptual art and theorizing art. I also have worked in museums just like Charlotte we actually worked at the same museum the Museum of East Asian Art for a while 
and now I am a magazine writer. I'm a real life magazine writer. And I'm also a self-confessed lover of reality TV. I'm just so excited to have a chat with my friend about everything art. It's We do it on a regular basis anyway. Whenever we go to museums, we always stand in the foyer for about an hour talking about mm. what we've looked at. So it's really nice to work together. So one of the reasons Charlotte and I decided to make this podcast is because we talk a lot about our bodies. We both have, I think it would be fair to say, quite complex relationships with our bodies. I have myself, I've struggled with my weight. I've yo-yoed throughout my life. I was a very chubby kid and I've always been a yo-yo dieter. So I've always gone from being like very thin to plus size and, and I've always lost weight in really unhealthy ways so when I first went really thin I just starved myself and drank Dr Pepper which is so unhealthy and no one should ever do that and then again when I lost weight I went to the gym every day I think I ate 1300 calories every day and spent a lot of my time fantasizing about food which when I started to educate myself about dieting and my body and looking into body positivity I realized that that's a really unhealthy way to live and you shouldn't live your life just dreaming about food which is literally what I used to do so I think this is very much like for me a road to self-love I am plus size and I'm proud of that I still struggle with my body sometimes but I'm proud of that partially because I had a child and I have a new love and relationship with my body that's so much more than just what it used to be I saw my body very much as an object before I had my kids that was to be seen by people to find me attractive and I think now I have a new appreciation for it does so much more but at the same time I still really struggle with society's values of bodies and I put a lot of pressure on myself to try and uphold those values. I think we wanted to create a safe space for women to be positive about our bodies and look at visual representation and discuss why it makes makes us feel bad about our bodies and and why we feel like we can't inhabit certain spaces. Yeah that's really powerful I'm just I'm trying to think about my relationship with my body so I think essentially I am very curvaceous you know and it's kind of difficult to I think you're the spit of a renaissance painting I'm Rubenesque I would say so Rubenesque Um, so beautiful so I think My relationship with my body is similar to Harriet in the sense that I have not been the conventional size of what's, you know, deemed healthy or in air quotes, healthy or beautiful in the eyes of society. But I wouldn't say I've yo-yo dieted. I think I've been quite consistently curvy and my sort of bodily hang-ups that I'm interested in exploring are all to do with um, the idea of objectification and having certain assets and curves that are perceived in a certain way by society or like men and I'm interested in exploring the concept of the male gaze and objectification in history through interpreting paintings because I think that can give me a a clearer understanding of how I feel. I think by looking at art and having these discussions it's weirdly therapeutic 
and it can help build your own confidence and your own understanding about your body and like women's bodies in general and how they've been looked at and treated historically I think you're right I think also when I've been bigger I've encountered so much negativity I don't know about you but I've had people come up to me I've had one person tell me should I be drinking if I'm pregnant on a night out because I was a little bigger Mm. I've been called fat on numerous occasions on nights out and it's all men that have said these things to me. I haven't entered in a dialogue with them. A lot of them, like, I didn't even speak to. I was just at the bar, like, ordering a drink. I think there's a, as a woman, if your body, if your body doesn't fit a certain mould, it gets, like, fetishized in a weird way. And people feel like they can comment on it and talk about it. I think by having these conversations, it gives you ownership of your body again. And it makes you try and digest why people are the way they are about women's bodies and as you said Mm. why they consume them and the more understanding you have about why they do it I think the more you can do to put it right I think this podcast is about realizing that it's nothing to do with our bodies but it's about what predominantly men have made about our bodies it's reclaiming our ownership of ourselves and saying this isn't right and it isn't right because and looking at why it's not right I think every woman has a complicated relationship with their body It's interesting the way people in your life, family members, just random people in the streets can care more about your body than you do on a day-to-day basis. I think, you know, like, like your parents might feel like they can comment on your body. Mm. It's like a weird sort of, people feel like they can own your body or they have a right to sort of judge it or comment on it or like, enforce their ideas of what you should look like onto you yeah and it's it's quite interesting because you could not feel that way about yourself but it's interesting how um societal pressure and personal pressure can change your relationship with your body and I think I'm interested in exploring that you know how media affects self-image and Also looking at stuff like that from a historic perspective I think is really interesting because you can see how these attitudes have developed. Absolutely. Um, Yeah so that's kind of the gist of you know why I'm so interested in engaging in these conversations and I think a lot of people can relate to our experiences as well. I think it's so good to have the dialogue yeah, absolutely. Because when you have knowledge about these things and like psychology and like what where certain damaging ideas come from, you can like call people out on their shit and yeah. you, you're more like empowered because, you know, all these complex feelings suddenly make sense and you can sort of articulate why you feel that way. Definitely. Yeah. So just grab a coffee and join us as we chat and occasionally rant about everything from classical art to reality TV. We'll be delving into all subjects that make us excited or even a bit livid. So just click on our episodes below. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram. All our info is in our notes. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Bye.